everybody, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience. And today I'm joined by my friend, John Nems. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. We appreciate you being here. John, you are founder of Launches.io. What's your elevator pitch? Tell us a little bit about what Launches.io does. Yeah, so Launches.io is a membership site for Kajabi users. So whether you are just starting out with your first online business or you've already got a successful seven-figure business, this membership site provides you with all the tools and resources you need to launch faster. So it's got templates for Kajabi. It's got launch plans. So regardless of what you're trying to launch, it walks you through step-by-step what to do, how to configure everything. And then all the templates match that specific launch plan. And then it also has email scripts. So if you're one of those people that you're like, ah, I don't know what I need to write for the delivery email, for onboarding. It's all there ready to go for you. And if you're kind of more successful and further along, well, now you can just have your team train themselves and do all this without mistakes. You don't have to be watching them and making sure they do everything right. Well, I'm curious, is this, uh, does this target people in any particular stage of the journey? Is this for seasoned professionals? Is this for people just getting up and running? Like who are you, who's your target audience? Yeah, any, any Kajabi user. It really started from, I, I was doing a lot of freelance work with the Kajabi user. Um, basically people starting off and then people who are already successful and they need help with their launches. And so I, I got the idea along the way, like maybe I can take 95% of what I do for clients and package it up to where people can, can do it on their own. And so it's really designed for any stage of your journey. You just go in, you can do everything yourself or have a VA or someone on your team go and do that for you. Okay, very cool. Well, let's uh, let's take it a step back even further. Uh, where, uh, where did you get started? How did you get like kind of familiar with this industry? Where are you at? kind of before launches.io? Yeah, so I I started right out of college. Uh, I, I got a great education, but I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so when I graduated, I didn't have a job lined up. I'm like, I'm going to start something on my own. And because I had no idea what I was doing, I, I failed a lot. It took me basically seven tries with seven different business ideas before I got something that worked. And it was kind of like a roundabout way. Like after I failed so many times, I started working in the family restaurant and just started doing the digital marketing marketing there. And all this digital stuff was something I was so interested in. And so I started getting results for the restaurant. Next thing you know, other restaurants want my help. And I've got a restaurant marketing agency. So that was kind of like the springboard. I've got something that's working and did that for a few years, ended up deciding to move into the digital product space. And then I tried doing digital products, had a bunch of failures there, uh, and then eventually figured out the secret and then started being more successful with different types of products online. Okay. So was it... Uh- restaurant marketing that kind of led you to like, is that where you're building your kind of your initial launches? Well, so this was this was back before we could do all this cool stuff with marketing. So this was right when the kind of like mobile websites were starting off. And it was it was very exciting for restaurants to be able to, to have like a map that gives people directions to the restaurant. Like that was the big thing, doing text messaging, doing emails, uh, the early stages of social media. So just like posting to your page, that sort of thing. So I got I went really deep into that. And then I, I realized I didn't actually want to do this, you know, agency business. I wanted something more like a digital product. And so I tried to do different uh, like membership sites and training and things like that in the restaurant space. But I think I was a little too early. And, and a lot of restaurant owners are a little more old school and older. So none of those ideas worked <laughs> worked well. I had to transition into something a little outside of the restaurant space. It sounds like the idea was to kind of get off the agency treadmill, if you will. Yeah, exactly. I, I was in that space. Like it, Things were going well, but I found myself in the car every day. So since I was working 
working with restaurants. I'd be driving around Chicago and the Milwaukee areas, just prospecting, meeting with clients. And, and I, I, like I'd hit, tra- I'd hit rush hour traffic four times a day. <laughs> I'd tell my friends, I'd be like, I get up at 6.30, I hit Chicago traffic, I get in Milwaukee, I hit Milwaukee traffic, I drive around, and then I hit the reverse. Milwaukee traffic and Chicago traffic again. And it was just like, that's tough, driving around all day, being in the car. And, and I, did, I just didn't like, like that life. I like designing, I like creating. So I needed to move out of that sales role and, and do something a little different. Got it. So where did where did Launches.io kind of come into the picture? What what happened next? Yeah, so Launches Launches.io is actually pretty recent. So after I did the restaurant thing, I my first like big success with a digital product was actually templates and software for WordPress. So kind of similar to what I'm doing now, but for a different platform. And so when I finally figured out like what the secret is, and the secret is, you know, build an audience and then validate with some basic offers, right? Something something simple. But for whatever reason, we, we don't want to believe it can be that easy. We want to build out something huge and take forever to do it. But once I figured that out, I just kind of was in that space for a little bit. Unfortunately, that business didn't didn't survive. My my development partner didn't want to do it anymore. So we had to shut down that business. But I did a few more things and eventually made my way back to offering digital marketing services. I hopped on Upwork, was doing it there and just gradually I migrated towards like the online courses space memberships. And for some reason, I just started getting more Kajabi clients. And then eventually I was like, you know, what? Why don't I just work exclusively with Kajabi clients? Like it's my favorite platform. It tends to be the easiest client to work with. And then I just was doing that for a while. And then I saw the idea for launches.io. I was like, oh, you know, I could build, I could help more people. I could build an asset out of this and, and help people with these resources. So talk to me a little bit about like some of the challenges and the hurdles that you've ran into kind of getting this up and running. I know it sounds like you're kind of a seasoned a pro in this space, but like what has been like the biggest hurdle for you in getting this up and running? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the biggest hurdle is, is is the self-confidence. So when I was younger, I, I would I was like really passionate about everything online and just seeing the trends and watching where things were going. But I, I didn't believe in myself enough. And so I'd have these ideas and I'd say, oh, this is the future. You know, here's a big opportunity. And I would I would go to my friends or I'd go to the mastermind groups I was in or I'd go to the entrepreneur community I was part of and I'd share this idea and they'd slap it down. They say, no, 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 that's a bad idea. No one's going to buy that. Like do this instead. And I would believe them because they were more successful than me. And so I kept doing that. And I kept missing out on these opportunities. Like I'd see something and then years later, it would be like a multi seven figure business. I'd be like, darn it. Like I was right there. Why didn't I believe that I I could be the one to do it? And I know like that's a common thing. Like if you're listening to this podcast right now, like maybe you felt that same thing uh, where like other people said it was a bad idea. But what I've learned is like when you're like you have everyone has like a realm of expertise. So you know your industry well, you know your little markets place well. And so you see things that other people could never see. And so as I figured that out and it's like, you know what? Because I see something doesn't mean that everyone else can see it. And just because someone else sees something doesn't mean that I can see it. And so once I realized that, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to people. I'm going to go go for it. And if I fail, I fail. But I'm, I don't want to feel that regret of, of seeing something and not doing it because I was afraid or because I listened to someone else who I thought was an expert, you know, was listening their advice. It always comes back to that validation, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's one of the biggest things that I always tell my clients is like, the sooner you can validate a concept, the better. Like, don't spend all this time building your masterpiece. Validate interest, right? Start with something free. See if people will sign up. If they don't, you think they're going to they're gonna pay for something? Like, <laughs> probably not. Like, start with free. Then do a low-cost product. Like, work your way up and validate interest in what you want to do. Like, that's the easiest way. And it doesn't need to take years to do that. Like, you can do that in a few weeks. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, validation is something that I think so 
it's a step that so many people skip and there are a million ways to do it. Like you can call up your mother. I mean, call up a family member. If, if, if your own mother won't buy your product, then there's a pretty good chance that not a lot of people <laughs> will. So it's one of the, yeah. you know, it's one of the easiest steps you can take to really uh, just begin to gain the understandings of product market fit. So um, maybe that's something we can zoom in on a little bit. Like sure. kind of how did you, how did you validate and how did you find, uh, you know, or identify product market fit for what you're currently doing? Yeah. So out, out of everything that I've done, that's been successful. Uh, with the exception of one project, everything was what I was interested in and was like a problem that I saw for myself. And I was like, oh, you know, with the family restaurant, it's like, okay, we need to do these things. This was hard. How can I help other people accomplish the same thing? You know, with my previous template business, I wanted these things, but I couldn't find it out there. So it's like, okay, let me partner with the developer to build this. And then now with launches.io, it's every, you know, it's all the struggles I saw with my clients. You know, once our project is complete, what do they keep coming back to me for? It's like, oh, John, I forgot how to do this thing. You know, could you give me more tutorials? Could you give me more training or you know i've got one client who basically they, they contact me like every two to three weeks and they're like we need your help you know let's do a zoom call walk us through this and almost every time it's like walking through the exact same thing and it's just because they were afraid like they maybe they forgot it or they were doing something wrong so i thought okay why don't i just create a product out of this everything's in here step by step and then you can buy it so launches.io is really the answer to a lot of the challenges of, i saw working with all these different clients at, at all different stages at all different industries so so uh, like, I'm, I'm excited to say, like, when I started telling my clients about this, they're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. It let me let me know when it's live. Like my nephew is going to help me. I'm just going to give him access and he's going to take care of this. Or I, I just need my VA to do this. I don't have time to mess around with Kajabi. Like just I want to offload it on someone else. So I think like with this business, I'm very excited because there's already demand just from with my clients and now opening it up to everyone. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of value from this. For sure. For sure. So like the journey for you went from I want to get out, out of traffic. I, I, I'm tired of stop and go traffic. I want to work from home. I want to <laughs> have some freedom to now mm-hmm. I want to get off the agency treadmill and I want to I, I want to productize something. What was what was the biggest indicator for you that, that said now is the time to do this? Yeah, I think I think most recently, like I, I really enjoy doing freelance work. I, I'm, I'm pretty decent at selling uh, to clients and closing them. So the bulk of my time, if you know, if I'm only having to fund myself and not this giant team, I can spend most of my time doing the actual creation and design and the stuff that I enjoy doing. And when when the pandemic hit, there was just this huge flood of like everyone wanting to start an online business and especially with Kajabi. And so what I found was like, I wanted to help everyone and I probably took on more client work than I could handle. And I just quickly became like overwhelmed and stressed out and burned out. And I was like, this is not sustainable. Like there's a limit to how many people I can help with just me. And so that was kind of like the starting point is like, okay, how could I help more people? What could I do? I don't want to do another agency. Like I need something where people can maybe help themselves. And so that's kind of where the launches.io idea came came from. Got it. There seems to be diminishing returns when it's trying to scale out an agency because instead of actually doing the thing that you love, you find that you're in a new position. You're just managing a team or you're, you're managing subcontractors. And the reality of it is, is you lose all of the elements of what you ultimately intended to do by even starting the agency in the first place. So uh, tell me about like, how is how is launches.io kind of, I guess, empowered you to focus more in on the stuff that you love? Yeah, so I, I love doing design. So right off the bat, I get to spend my time doing that. But as far as day to day life, it's nice. Um, it's nice having the flexibility to work whenever you want, wherever you want. I was very fortunate that I was able to spend, you know, over, over the last 10 plus years, I spent about five years in Asia and about a year in Europe, uh, still running these different businesses, but doing something that I enjoy, which is living somewhere else, experiencing 
the culture and traveling. So now that I'm in, in the US, obviously with the pandemic going on, hopefully things will wrap up soon and things will open up. But I can go out, you know, do hiking, I can go to restaurants, I can do shopping the opposite time that everyone else does, right? So I don't have to wait until the weekend. And here's a funny story. Like, you know, I love plants. I love decorating my apartment with plants. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to go Home Depot and buy some more stuff. And I don't know what I was thinking, but I went on a Sunday and there was like no parking spots left. There must have been like a thousand people in Home Depot. And I was like, oh, I forgot this is this is like the normal world. Because normally I go on like a Wednesday morning at nine o'clock and there's maybe like 10 contractors there and, and it's like completely open. So like that's one of the benefits is like if you're working opposite time as everyone else, like you see a different reality in day-to-day life. So I, I've really enjoyed that part of it. Uh, what would you say, what do you anticipate being some of the biggest challenges for you uh, getting this up and running? Yeah, I think I think one of the big challenges that I face and that most people face is, you know, overcoming perfectionism. You know, you want it, you want it to be perfect and you want just right out of the gate to, to have it finished. And so with all my clients, I always tell them like, don't do that. You know, your first version, you know, what's the minimum viable product? And I'm facing that too. Like as I've been working on this, it's like, oh, if you really could have put, put this in here and put that and I'll start with all of these templates and all of these launch plans. And so I, I'm I'm really trying to overcome that and just like as I go, release instead of waiting for this big, all this at once and, and get feedback as I go. And so one of the things that I'm doing is with, like with this membership, if you're a paid member, is you can make requests. So if you if you want something and it's not in the membership, you're like, oh, I want this template or I want this new launch plan and I'll prioritize it and I'll build it out. So it allows me to really build this out for, for the users, the ones that are actually leveraging all these resources instead of me guessing and being like, okay, well, we're all, we're going to do all of these, but I'm just going to put them out in, in the order that I think is best. It sounds like you're spending some time with your customer to understand their needs and designing the product to specifically meet their needs. Yeah, exactly. And, and the actual customers who stay and pay, right? Like you can build something for who you think is going to sign up, but then the people who actually use it long term tend to be different and they may have different needs. So really make sure that I, I work towards them because, you know, it is a membership, it's recurring and I got to make, make those people happy for the long term. Sure. So uh, talk to me a little bit more about like the how the membership site works. Um, are people getting access to like a, a pool of resources by that recurring fee? Yeah, it's there's there's a free tier where you get access to uh, a template set called Foundation. And it's basically like um, like a skeleton layout. It's like a bare bones thing. So it's focused more on the layout and then you style it and design it however you want. So this like I originally started building this for myself. I was like, oh man, I'm doing all this client work and it's basically like the same types of pages. So let me create these starter templates and then I can customize it for the client. So if you wanted that, you can sign up and get all of that and it's free. I think there's like 30 plus page templates and they're for a variety of different verticals and sales funnels and things like that. And then you also get one launch plan. So you can go through the step-by-step on how to launch one specific thing. But then for the paid membership, you get access to, to everything and you can go through any launch plan you want and any template set, you've got all the page templates to execute that launch plan. And then you've got the email script. So you just go in and you just choose, I want to launch an online course. I want to launch a lead magnet. And you go through and you just follow the steps and you use the templates that are right there. So it's a little bit different than most template marketplaces, where I think like the normal template marketplace will give you a bundle of templates. And it's like, here you go. Here's instructions how to use it, but you're on your own. This is more based on objectives, right? So choose what you want to launch and then choose the templates and, and, and go along that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how do you begin to like differentiate? Whoa, what is it that, that helps the, the end user decide which launch template to pick? Yeah, so I, I don't want to be the person that is giving them business strategy. And you know, I think a lot of people can get that anywhere, different podcasts, different courses. And um, I would say, you know, if there's one bit of advice, you know, build your audience first. So choose 
you know, one of the lead generating launch plans first and do that, whether it's a webinar or ebook or cheat sheet, do that first. And then you can choose one of the paid, you know, like online course membership coaching, you know, something like that. But yeah, choose, choose what you want. I'm not forcing you to do anything. You've got access to it all. And if something doesn't work, okay, try again with something else. Like you just keep going until you get it. Okay. Okay. And uh, how do you, how do you actually go into designing these launch templates? Are they based on some type of, uh, I guess, industry practices or principles? Yeah. So, so the page layouts are, it's basically like what I've learned over the last 10 plus years, learning this myself with my own projects, working with clients, taking different online courses, going to conferences, things like that, studying what the most successful people are doing and really distilling that into, okay, here's, here's the ideal page layouts. And then I've got different design styles. So it's like, okay, I want something more luxurious or minimalistic or like corporate professional feel. Like you choose, you choose what you want. And then what I've done is for uh, for the different launch plans and the templates, I give you a couple of different options. So maybe like there's an online course sales page and you get two different versions and you can say, oh, I like that one better with my content or this one's better. And you can choose which one you want that fits you best. Okay. Who's your target audience? Yeah. I mean, at, at the most basic level, Kajabi users. So any anyone that okay. wants to launch faster, that doesn't want to be stressed out about all the tech stuff and be unsure if they made a mistake or, or maybe they're looking at like a blank page and like, I just don't know what to write for the email. So th- like that's who this is for. It's like, if you want to go faster with Kajabi, if you want to start seeing results faster, maybe you don't want to hire a big team. Maybe you're just a solo person right now. Go in, just follow the instructions and and start launching things. Or if you're already successful and you're like, I spent too much time inside of Kajabi, I shouldn't be doing this. I need to be doing these other things. Offload it to someone else on your team, have them log in, have them just do everything for you. Got it. Let's uh, rewind just a little bit back into like, I want to make sure we cover any other challenges. And if they, they just don't exist, then they don't exist. Exist. I just don't want it to sound too easy because I know that I know that, you know, you've been through these things. Like, I, I want to make sure that we get to like any hurdles on the journey. Do you think uh, is is there something there that um, or am I like, am I digging for something that doesn't exist? No, I mean, I think there's. I think anyone starting an online business faces similar challenges, right? And it's, I think one of the biggest ones that I've seen is like rushing to make money too fast, right? Where it's like, I'm going to build this thing, and I'm going to sell it. But you're, you're, you're building a product instead of building a business. Because if you've just built a product and it fails and no one wants it, well, guess what? Like it's game over. You don't have anything else. And then maybe you're like, oh, I need to go switch over and do something else versus as if like you're actually building a business. Well, almost every business has multiple products. So just because a product fails doesn't mean that the business fails. It just means you need to try something else. So I think like that was a big lesson I learned. That's what I see a lot with with client work is if you're focusing on building the business, you just start validating, you start testing different offers. And and maybe a big thing is instead of building out the the product from the get go is is start smaller, maybe do something like uh, an online training where some, you know, you make an offer for this, this training and instead of recording like eight modules or something, maybe you make it a four week long program and you just do do live training over Zoom and record it. And then that's the product. And if people want it, great. If people don't want it, okay, well, you don't have to do the training, right? You didn't spend all this time building this out. You can try something else. Or another one that I like that another strategy that I like is pre-selling. So focus all your time on building out the sales page, testing out the offer, launching that. And then if people buy it, then you say, great, in four weeks, I'm going to release module one and then drip it out over time. So you're not, again, you're not building all this out before you've got interest in it. So I like that. I messed, I messed up on that many times over the last 10 years. 
years. I didn't do it that way. And I see a lot of my clients make that mistake too. So um, I try like with all my clients, I try to share (laughs) my expertise and like the things that I've learned and I've seen other people learn. But some people want to make the mistakes themselves before they believe it. So that's that's always tough for me as like a contractor or an advisor. It's like, please, I'm telling you, I've never seen it work this way. Like maybe it'll work for you, but why don't we try something that's more proven, right? Let's do this first and then you could try that other way. I don't want you to give up after this first thing doesn't work because it's highly likely that your first try is not going to be successful. It's going to take a few iterations to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. That's a, I think that's a really good point. Uh, what what happens? Let's, let's kind of get hypothetical. So you already have a successful uh, consulting business or agency building these templates. Like what happens uh, launches IO? Like what, what, what happens if the, the launches.io launch doesn't work out? Like how do you, how do you overcome that? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've, I've always got the contract and the advice, you know, that side of the business and my membership can be part of, part of that work. So, so far with a lot of my clients, they're interested in this. So it could be just one of those things that I sell, sell to my clients, or I can bundle it with like someone else who has an audience or a membership and then they could add it on to theirs. So I'm not necessarily like selling it direct to people anymore. It's kind of like a, a side side product, if, if that makes sense at all. Yeah. I mean, it seems, sounds like you already have an audience. Like you've already got a, a, a customer base who is willing to buy and pay for these things. So like, I guess maybe rephrasing my question, like, what do you, what do you, what hurdles do you anticipate coming maybe, you know, post launch? Yeah. One of, one of the things that I'm interested in seeing is like how long people stay with, with the member, right? There's, there's no contract. It's month to month. You get everything all at once. And so like my gut feeling is people want to stay with this just like forever so they can keep referring back to the to the training and get these templates. But that may not be the case. People may just go in, like stay for a month, get this launch and then cancel. And then maybe if they need help, they'll, they'll check back in in a few months. Like that may be a possibility. I, I hope that's not the case, but that's always possible that people would do it that way. Yeah. What are some things that you've learned by creating uh, these processes that you're maybe now applying to this launch? Yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily want to call launches.io. Like I know I'm not necessarily like launching it. Yeah. I'm just making it go live uh, because it's not a limited okay. time launch or anything like that. It's, it's me slowly releasing it to different audiences. Some of my clients are successful and they've got big audiences. And when I told them about it, they're like, oh yeah, just let us know and we'll promote it to our entire audience. So like, I wouldn't necessarily call that a launch. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I guess uh, what what would you say has changed for you like throughout? I I, I don't know if you're in this phase yet, um, but like mm-hmm. just like throughout throughout this entrepreneurial journey, like, like I think you covered this a little bit. You now have the freedom. Like what what else in your life has changed? Yeah, obviously the freedom. You know, the money, not having to you know get a real job. You know, that's for me was I never wanted that. Um, I I did work for a startup a few years ago for about a year. I saw and I was like, oh, there's a lot of opportunity in the space. I've always wanted to work for a startup. Let me let me try this. I was between projects. And one of the things that I found there, even though I was like, they hired me as director of marketing, and I still wasn't able to control everything, right? Like the marketing is tied deeply with the product. And if I can't influence the product that much, there's limits to what I can do with marketing. And so I, I just got frustrated. And I was like, you know what, I, I like being the guy who can make make the decisions and I can move fast. Um, and I think that's one of the, the biggest skills that I have is like being resourceful and just like executing really fast and testing things. Whereas I think it's it's normal to kind of like, okay, you know, this year our big goal is to do this one thing. And you could work all year and get there and be like, oh no, that didn't go the way we wanted. Like, what's the back 
backup plan. And, and that, that kind of happened with the startup a little bit. And I, I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's like ha- having that freedom to, to, to decide what I want to do. You know, I'm making the decisions. I can choose where I'm going to go. I can choose, choose who I want to work with. And if I don't want to do any advertising, I don't have to do advertising. I can focus on partnerships or, you know, whatever. Like I'm, I'm not a big social media person. I, I, I don't like it. I think it's personally, I think it's very dangerous. I used to do all that advertising stuff. And I was like, Ooh, this is kind of scary. What's possible. So for, for my business, I'm not interested in ads. I'm not interested in doing anything social media wise. It's all like, let me partner with other people. Let me provide value to their audiences. Let me uh, provide more value through through email. You join my list and I'll keep giving you good stuff. That's a, a definitely something that I think is probably a common misconception or myth that, or maybe even just like one of those barriers that people run into when starting out is they think, oh, we got to start off the PBC campaign and we're going to have to <laughs> amass this. Well, now it's Facebook ads, right? Yeah. Every, you know, all the gurus are like, oh, you need to do Facebook ads starting at $5 a day. And it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but but before you've even validated or before you have your MVP, you now have spent, you know, however much of a budget on, you know, yeah. sending people to something that ultimately didn't have that, you know, didn't have product market fit. Mm-hmm. So, John, tell me, uh, is there anything that you feel like any part of your story that like we didn't cover well or something that like you feel that you feel like we should zoom in on more? My previous template business, you know, once that closed down, I was looking for the next thing to do. And I just happened to be living in, in Bangkok, Thailand. And so I, I after living there, considering myself an expat and less of a traveler, I started building up a network and seeing different opportunities. I was like, oh, you know what? Like Thailand is a few years behind the U.S. in online learning. Like maybe there's an opportunity here. And so I started reaching out to different speakers and different people. And I was like, what if, what if I created an online summit here? And like everything would be in Thai and be for the Thai audience. But I brought together all these, you know, smart people and and create a summit, you know, something that not, wasn't necessarily done in Thailand before. And I, I thought this was going to be easy, right? Because I, I had all the skill sets to, to be able to do this. But when I started actually working on it, a project that I thought would take six to eight weeks took almost four months. And I was like busting my butt because I, I couldn't I couldn't do everything, right? I needed an assistant. I needed a translator. Like I had, when I would reach out to people, it would have to be through her. We'd sit down and it would be like translating a conversation, trying to get people on board and then educating them on how to, to do this big launch and setting up the affiliates. And, and we set up, um, like I wanted this to be really good, right? Being the outsider, being the foreigner, like I didn't speak Thai, didn't know the culture, like this had to be good or no one would take this seriously. And I wanted to minimize my presence and I wanted to maximize like all, all the experts. And so it's like, okay, like we, we, we rented a studio, we built out a custom studio set. We got like a video team and an audio team. Like we spent a ton of money make trying to make this the best it could possibly be. And in, in the end, it, it was successful. Like we had about, well, 52 of Thailand's top speakers, trainers, authors, business owners, like people who like they should have never said yes to me. Like <laughs> being the outsider with no experience, I'm like, why did they say yes? And I think it, I think it boiled down to uh, just having a vision, like being really passionate about helping Thai people, like giving them something that didn't really exist before. And so I, I think that that's why it was successful. But boy, was it was it hard doing this in another language in another culture, right? Things things that are obvious to us now are, are not obvious there, right? Like email marketing is not, you know, at the time was not a big thing, right? You know, online payments with credit cards were not how people bought things online. It'd be bank transfers and it wouldn't be like an automated thing. You'd have to do like a Facebook um, messenger chat or a different chat app and you'd be talking with people and there'd be like live selling involved for these different online products. So there was just so much 
much to learn. And then the whole like saving face culture, which is, uh, it's a big deal. Like you don't want to mess up there and get people upset at you and, you know, they can cause problems. And it's just like, it was a, it was a huge learning experience. But um, yeah. So if anyone's thinking about doing business in another, another country, like really think about it. Like if you don't have direct experience there, if you don't speak the language, it's going to be tough. <laughs> but if you can speak the language, if you're from there, I think there's untapped opportunity because it's probably a few years behind the English speaking market. And even if you don't are, if you're not an expert, like I didn't want to be the expert for this summit, you can go around and find the top people and bring them into your events, you know, or your online course or your, your online school or whatever it is. Like, I think there's big opportunity there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think that's kind of a, an inspiring point and maybe even relevant to kind of the, this podcast is like the reality of this is, is, you know, as, as a company, nobody necessarily needs to hear about what Kajabi has to say, but the, the true stories are coming from people like you, the people who are actually in the, you know, in the weeds on the field, making a, making a difference and making things happen. So uh, I, I think that's a great inspirational point to a lot of, a lot of our listeners, because I think people, people often probably run into that challenge of like, I don't have the expertise. I don't have the, you know, the right information, but the reality of it is as long as that information is out there, it's sometimes it's just assembling the right information and bringing the right people together to, to create something of value. So uh, that's a, that's a really cool story. Yeah. And I found like in my experience, there is, there's so many people who are experts, authors, or, you know, whatever that are afraid of the internet. Like they don't even want to mess around with any of us. They see the opportunity, but they're like, Oh no, I, I couldn't do that. My Myself. And especially some of the older people who have, you know, if you want to look at just authors, some some big name authors that are really successful, but they've never really went online. Those are prime people to partner with. You can you can set up like an equity share or a revenue share, some sort of deal structure like that, and then you just hand all the tech stuff for them. And Kajabi, like Kajabi, does everything. What do you need? Kajabi, uh, a domain name, and like an email provider. Like with those three things, like you can have a multi million dollar business. Like bring in the expert, and you just handle everything. So I, I think no matter where you are. Like there's opportunity online in the space. Just pick something and, and go and try it out. That's cool. Um, how, what what are your thoughts on like? Do you feel as though passion? Like, do you do you do you have to pick an area that you're particularly passionate about? Maybe. So I know for like all the projects that I worked on that failed, I like it was something outside of my realm of expertise or realm of experience. And everything that I did that was close to me worked because I was more excited about it. I understood it better. But then if we look at kind of like that summit in time. Land, you know, I wasn't an expert there, but I was really passionate about the technology and the systems and like the marketing side, right? Which is why I keep going back to this world over and over again. I was excited about that. And then I was like, oh, I'm passionate about helping Thai people learn these sorts of things. So I think that was enough to be able to move the project forward, even though I didn't necessarily know all the topics. And then the topics were like basically everything. It was personal development, business, health. It was kind of like a range of things. So I just found the experts, got them excited, and then, you know, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's the simplified version. It, it was, I don't want to say it was hell, but it was like a really difficult project to do. Uh, it, it like, it pushed me past my breaking point. If I can say that, like I would never do something like, like this again. It was just so hard. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's something that a lot of people, you, you, especially in the early stages, you get somewhat lost in the the excitement of the idea. Um, but the reality of it is, is this is it's hard work, no matter what it is that you're doing. There's work associated with ultimately mm -hmm. achieving success. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I see it all the time with my clients is, you know, usually it's someone who's uh, an expert or, you know, they're good at what they do, but then it's moving online and it's this whole other world. And you've got to either learn this whole new world of expertise, or you've got to bring someone on board who knows this because it, it, it doesn't carry over exactly, right? Like if you sold services or, or anything online or actually physical products, and then you try to do it digital, the strategy of, of growing that business is, is different, at least from what I've saw, seen with them. Um, with some of my clients. It's like, they'll want to do something and I'll be like, no, that's probably not going to work. Like, let's do this. Build the audience first. I know you don't do it normally. Like, and you normally run ads, but like, let's do it this way first. Let's try this. So I think like, re- regardless of where you're starting off, you can do it. You just need to put in the time, you know, find find a resource, whether it's launches.io or Kajabi's, you know, free training or blogs or podcasts. I mean, the information is out there. Just pick something and then start start putting stuff into the world, right? You won't know if it's going to work until you, you do it. And I think... I think the best way to build expertise is through experience, right? There's so many people that buy courses and they're like, I did the course. I, I checked everything off and it's like, well, let's see what you did. Well, I didn't do anything yet. And it's like, well, why, why not? Like, you don't, there's nothing real here. You've, you've got to put it out into the world and then you'll know, you'll get feedback. You'll see things like, oh, maybe that doesn't work for this industry. Maybe I need to do it this way. So I, I think regardless of where you're, where you're starting out, just get out there and start testing things, playing around. You know, Kajabi is a, a very easy platform compared to others. So, you know, it shouldn't be too difficult to, to assemble things. And again, like if you need help, come to my site. You know, there's free stuff that you can use and take advantage of that if you want. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's perfect. I think that that segues well into, uh, for anyone listening, how how should they get a hold of you? How do they find you? Yeah, just come come to launches.io. So you can sign up for the starter plan, get the free templates. You know, if you, if you do that and you're like, oh, I, I like this, sign up for the paid plan. You get access to everything and it's month to month, stay as long as you want. And, uh, you know, the best part is there's a 14-day money-back guarantee so try it out. If, if you don't think it's a game changer, it doesn't help you launch faster. If you don't think it's the best thing in the world, just cancel. Let me know and I'll refund your money. So so there's no risk. And if you're one of those people listening to this podcast and you're in kind of like this the space of online courses and digital marketing, and you think this might help your audience in any way, you know, reach out to me. I do have an affiliate program. You know, you could just sell them my stuff, you know, get 50% commission and you don't have to build out all this on your own. So I'm happy to help in whatever way. If you just want to reach out to me and talk talk, if you want to buy my stuff, use the free stuff, whatever. Like I want to be a resource for you. I love it. Well, thank you, John, so much for joining us today. Uh, It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Pleasure learning from your experience. Uh, Really appreciate you joining. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on. Very good. Well, for anyone listening, thank you so much for joining us here. Please don't forget to leave us a review so we can uh, share this with more and more entrepreneurs just like you. Until next time, we will see you all next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast. (laughs) 